Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Folks, I'm sure glad. I'm so glad that I serve a God who can't be voted out of office. I'm so glad I serve a God who doesn't have to worry about the lower courts or the upper courts. I, I, I'm glad I serve a God who doesn't have to go to Congress to decide what he's going to do. I thank God that I serve him, and I thank God nobody can take it away. Here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing. He just sang it, and, and, I, and I can tell you, the Spirit of God got all over me. Because I, I could just tell you, if all of us took ourselves back many, many years, maybe even just a year, maybe yesterday, if many of us took ourselves back to yesterday, we'd say, oh, I, I don't have any business up there singing, or I don't have any business behind that pulpit. Let me re- rest assured, folks, rest assured, 25 years ago, and you would have thought there was no chance for Ryan Christopher to stand behind the pulpit, praise God. Here, here's, here's what I want you to know tonight. Here's what I want you to know tonight. It ain't supposed to be easy. It ain't supposed to be easy. Let, let, let me tell you, you say, you say, well, Ryan, what do you mean? Well, here's the thing. Anything worth having is, is not easy. And anything easy is not worth having. I can tell you that right now. When we go to the Word of God, we're going to in just a minute, Jesus begins to tell us, he says, listen, if you want to follow me, if you look at every passage about someone wanting to follow Jesus, he makes it very clear. He says, this isn't an easy walk. All the crowds want to crowd up when it's an easy walk. When the pastor is just teaching, and there's a place for it, when a pastor is just teaching blessing and just teaching good times, just taking the good times roll, the, the crowd starts to gather. And they gather around, and Jesus just gets fed up with it. And he says, why are you following me, D? Why have you decided to follow me? Oh, listen, we're following for a ton of reasons. He said, listen, I want you to understand I don't even have a place to lay my head. Oh, there's a lot of preachers preaching that Jesus walked around with a lot of money. He says, I don't even have a place to lay my... Foxes got holes in the ground. They got somewhere they can hide, but the Son of Man has nowhere he can hide. If you want to follow me, it's going to be a tough road. You say, but here's the thing. There's a simple solution. It's not an easy solution. Let me, let me tell you what the difference is. I can walk up to a side of a mountain, and I can say, I'm going to climb this mountain. That's a pretty simple thing. Just start climbing. But it's not easy. It's just one thing I got to do. I, I, and here's the thing. I know we got to follow Christ, but it's not supposed to be easy. You say, here's the thing. I, I can go to each one of you and I can get your testimony. I can walk you back years and 10 years, 15, 20 years. And you can tell me time and time again where you've had to go through things. And it's been tough and it's been a lot. But Jesus has always been with you. And that's what we celebrate. But he promises. He doesn't promise the easy roads. He promises it's going to get tougher and it's going to get tougher. And if you're really following him and really preaching the gospel, it's going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's holy word. The first place we're going to be in is Matthew chapter 16. You're all familiar with these verses, and I praise God that you are. Matthew chapter 16, we're going to start with verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. See, that's the first hard thing, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 
For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake, he shall find it. For what is a man that profiteth if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? You may be seated. Folks, it's a rough road. It's a tough road. I can take each one of you again. We can go through testimony after testimony of all that you've been through, all that you've had to go through. And you can say this, I, I, I don't know about this. I'm going to come to Jesus because all my, all my prayer is going to be answered immediately. And I'm going to come to Jesus because there's no more hard times when I come to Jesus. And sometimes, folks, we'll even say, if you'll just come to Jesus, a lot of this stuff will just end for you. That's usually where the battles really begin. When you've decided that you've decided to follow him, that's when they really start to be, because the devil's going to test you from the get-go. He's going to know if you're real. He's going to know if you're even testable. He wants to know if you're safe, if you are true about what you're saying, if you're going to follow Jesus. When we sit here and we look at the Word of God and all the, what gets tough, every avenue of your life is tough before and after. What you have after is a God who has put a plan into your life to help you through those hard times. Folks, I'm, we're going to talk about it in a minute. I know everybody is, is, is just down as they can be. I, I wondered, I wondered today, not just silly football. I, I love football, but not just that silly stuff. I'm talking about elections and things like that where people are just upset about those things, don't even know where to turn, what to do. And we're going to talk about that in a second, but I want you to understand something. Every single thing, every single thing, every single vote and fake vote God knew about. Every, every, little, every little thing, every little scheme, every little bit of that, he knew exactly what was going to go on. And I promise you this, it's not over. It's not, now, I'm not talking about the election. I'm talking about what God is planning. Everything can be tough. Your children can be tough. Your family can be tough. Marriage can even be tough. Believe it or not, here's the woman, woman walked in her house one day. She saw her husband over at the television. He was sitting in a recliner at the television. She walked over to him and said, do you know what today is? He started sweating. He started sweating. He started mumbling. She said, oh, I'm just kidding. That ain't good. That, that, that ain't good, folks. You don't want that to happen. But here's, here's what I got, folks. Every little battle we're going through, everything that we're going through, Jesus knows it's going to be tough, but he said, lo, I am with you always. Lo, I am with you always. I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to get you through. Here's what we're going to do. I want to read something from Paul. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to read from the message, from the message commentary. This is what it said, verse 23. It says, this is Paul speaking. It says, I've worked much harder, been jailed more often, beaten up more times than I can count. And at death's door, time after time, I've been flogged five times with the Jews, 39 lashes, beaten by Roman rods three times, pummeled with rocks once. I've been shipwrecked three times and immersed in the open sea for a night and a day. In hard traveling year, and year in and year out, I've had to ford rivers, fend off robbers, struggle with friends, struggle with foes. I've been at risk in the city, at risk in the country, endangered by desert sun and sea storm, and betrayed by those I thought were my brothers. I've known drudgery and hard labor, many a long and lonely night without sleep, many a missed meal, blasted by the cold, and naked to the weather. Folks, I tell you what, that's a blessing, ain't it? Praise God. See, let me tell you something. When we get into this thing, listen, God will bless you. He's got something for us to do. The first thing we're going to look at now is mountain-moving faith ain't supposed to be easy. Mountain-moving faith ain't supposed to be easy. Folks, let me tell you something. There's a guy, there's a guy I'm counseling. It's the oddest thing. I was just talking to the family a little earlier. There's a guy I'm counseling, no names or anything like that, but we're talking about some things he's going through. 
And he says to me this, he says to me this, he says these words. He says, I just want everybody, no, no, not to encourage me. Because if you encourage me, I'm going to go back to it. I said, so what you're telling me is, this is what you're telling the pastor. If I come up to you and root you on and try to get you through and try to help you through, then I'm going to send you back to it. He said, oh, yeah. I said, well, you're not serious then. You're not serious then. See, a lot of people don't like to come to me for counseling because we just go talk straight. He's like, look, no, no, no. If, you, if people come up to me and say, oh, you're doing such a good job. We want to help you. We're going to pray for you. We're praying for you. He said, I'm going right back to it. Well, friend, what that means is you love one thing more than another. You love one thing more than another. So, friends, what I'm going to say, the prayer I have for him, the prayer I have for him is that God would release him from that danger. That God would release him from his love for that. And, folks, I'm going to tell you something. Look, mountain moving faith, you're wanting something to happen in your life. Oh, I want to be free from these drugs, or I want to be free from this alcohol. I want to be free from uh, pornography. I want to be free from anger, unforgiveness, all of these things. I want to be free from that riot. Listen, if you want your mountain to move, folks, you've got to know that you're going to have to go through some pain. You're going to have to go through some pain. Let me tell you what. I got this little side brick job. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I took this thing on, and I'm digging, I'm digging in the dirt with shovels and stuff, and I'm coming home, and I got red clay all over me. But I want to tell you something good about that, guys. And this isn't the brag. This isn't the brag at all. This is, this is what I'm going to tell you. Used to when I worked, that's all I did, but I had a little masonry outfit. And so I would go into stores, and I'd be covered in clay. Smelling like the devil. And people just come up, you know, and they always had that look. They didn't know me from Adam. They always had that look. And then finally I got out of where I wasn't just preaching part-time. And I was here at Mountain View for the past six years, full-time. So it wasn't a whole lot of days that I walked around with clay all over me. So I'd, I'd go in there and I'd see some of these DOT workers coming in sometimes. And they'd be covered in red clay. And I'd think to myself, man, I... You know, at first you're like, man, I was just doing that. But before long, you're like, man, that dude's pretty messy, man. That, he, he done got nasty today, and I go over and talk to him and stuff. The other day, I walked into a gas station. Nobody knew me from Adam. Covered from head to toe in red clay, Sammy. And everybody got to looking again. But you know, I needed that. I needed somebody to look at me like that again. I, I, I needed to be in that ditch, Fred. You know what I'm talking about because you work with concrete. And all. I, I needed to be in that ditch. I needed that. I needed, hey, listen, because at the end of the day, when they handed me, when they handed me, just, they handed me money for whatever brick you got laid in there that day, I walked home and I was dirty and I was nasty and I was tired. And the next day I woke up so doggone sore. You can't get anything without a price. But listen to me, all those people in this world who want, listen, don't, this, ain't, this isn't even political. This is a very spiritual thing. But all those people who want something for nothing, it, they, they will never appreciate it. Ever. No matter what you do, they will never appreciate it. Why? Because they didn't have to pay a price. Jesus knew. He said, listen, I want you to take up your cross and I want you to follow me. If you want something to happen, people are going to laugh at you. You say, that's not, that's not pain. Yes, it is. You tell somebody your dream and watch them laugh. You tell somebody your dream and watch them laugh. You tell them what you want God to do in your life and you watch them laugh. Because some, they may not laugh out loud, but you know inside they are. When they walk away and they say, well, I sure hope the best for you. Jesus was trying to raise a young lady from the dead. He said, she's not dead. She's just sleeping. The rest of them, the Bible says they laughed him to scorn. And what that means is they said, ha! <laughs> 
This man thinks she's going to be raised from the dead. They just laughed at him. Folks, let me tell you something that's pain. You got to stand firm. When you believe God's going to do something in your life, you got to stand firm. But people don't want to believe. No matter if you show them the Bible, no matter if you show them the word, no matter if you show them the proof in your own life, they don't want to believe. English explorers go over to Australia. Years and years ago, they go over to Australia. They come back with a story, Lisa, they come back with a story of an animal they found. And it, it, it's a mammal that lays eggs. And it has a duck bill. And it has, has a, kind of a tail in the back to help it swim. And it has webbed feet. And everybody in England thinks they're crazy. This is a fake. So they bring back, they bring back a pelt. They bring back, a, they bring back the very pelt of the animal. And they still think it's a fake. Folks, listen to me. Your best evidence is your life. And sometimes even they will look at the pelt of your own life. They'll say, oh, listen, I'm somebody different. They'll look at the pelt of your own life, and they'll go, I still don't believe. Folks, you've got to remain strong in your mountain-moving faith. You've got, to be, you've got to stay strong in the midst of it and believe God can do some stuff. Hey, here's the next thing. Seeing salvations galore isn't supposed to be easy. Folks, we want to see revival coming. We want to see God doing some big things. We want to see, we want to see salvations. We want to see, guess what, guess what? Tonight, Pastor X, he stood right behind here and he said, is there anybody visiting tonight? And nobody sat down because there were no visitors. And there were no visitors, I'm not saying all the way across, but there were no visitors because visitors didn't get invited. It's a Sunday night crowd. We're all the choir, basically. It's easy to preach to you. It's all amens. It's not hard. But the reason why, oh, listen, listen. Oh, it's, it's sometimes, sometimes we make it so complicated. Little boy, this is a true story. This pastor was telling the story, and I was reading it. He said, a little five-year-old boy, he came walking down the aisle to be saved. He came up to the pastor, and he said, Pastor, I, 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 want, I want Jesus to save my soul. He said, okay, son, and he told the parents, I'm going to take him to my office afterwards to make sure he understands all of this before we really go through all of this. He took the little five-year-old boy back to his office, and he kept asking him these theological questions and such, as, as all of us think we should. And we really, deep questions. And finally, the little boy looked at him and said, preacher, he said, you said in the sermon that if I would trust him to save me, that he would. He said, did you mean that? Pastor said he didn't ask him another question. He said, that's exactly what I meant, young man. And they prayed a prayer together. And a little boy trusted. Let me tell you how simple it is, folks. It's probably nine no's to one yes. It's easy to invite another Christian from another church. We need to, we need to invite Non-believers to our church. You say, oh, I want to see, I want to see this. Listen, it's not supposed to be easy. You got to get rejected. You're going to get rejected. Ask 10 people. If you get 10 no's, ask 10 more. You say, oh, I love it. Pastor Rex preaches the gospel. He calls them to be saved. We preach the gospel. We call them to be saved, but we're calling to an empty crowd. All of you have made professions of faith. 
Oh, if we want to see God do a big thing, let me tell you something. The devil's not going to let go of them easy. He's not going to let go of them easy. You say, oh, listen, then I bring them in. Doesn't mean they're getting saved. Let me tell you something. He's going to grab onto them, Bill. He's going to grab onto them. He's going to hold onto them. He's going to try to keep them for a long time, Tandy. You know what I'm talking about. He's going to try to keep them for a long time. He's going to fight you. It's warfare. We say, oh, we want it easy. Let me tell you something. We've got it hard, and that means we're going to find at the end of this hard tunnel, we're going to find reward. Oh, that we would want, that we would want revival. Let me tell you this story. Championships aren't supposed to be easy. There's a story Knox tells me all the time about Coach Tommy Parks. Tells me a story about, he said, we were out running, Dad. I remember when he came home and told me the story. Tanny, this is what he said. He said, we were out running, Dad. He said, and so one guy got sick. They all got sick at some point running in the heat. All, they throw up and things. He said, uh, he said, Tommy Parks would get so excited when the boys would throw up. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he gets so excited. Hey, he, he'd tell you what you had to eat. He'd, he'd run up and go, that looks like oatmeal. <laughs> he said, what did you have for bacon? There has to be some bacon in there somewhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Knox, is, Knox loves Tommy. But uh, Knox is coaching up there at Gordon now. And so I asked the head coach, I said, look, man, I need a, I need a helmet and pads. I'm not going to put them on, but I said, I need a helmet and pads. Guys, let me, let, me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Everybody said, oh, I'd love to see a national championship. I'd love to see a, championship, a high school championship. Let me tell you something, guys. Let me tell you something. It ain't supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. You say, oh, why are they running? Why are they yelling at me? Why are they doing that? Listen, why is it so tough? Why is it so hard? Why in the world, why in the world do I have to wear this when people are hitting it? Hard. They're hitting it hard. And listen, people are getting concussions from these things. And they're hitting each other. And they're cracking. Listen, this is what this sounds like when they hit each other. We say, oh, listen, if we could just have it easy. Nothing worth having is easy. Nothing worth having is easy. You, you say, oh, listen, I'm building a business. I'm building this ministry, uh, church, pews, doing all this kind of stuff. Let me tell you something, folks. It, it gets harder and harder and harder. Let me tell you something, folks. You want respect, you're going to have to go through the hard times. One more story about this. Lamar County was pushing for a championship of its own. We had two twins. They were something else. We went, we went down to Macon County. There was a young man down there called, named Roquan Smith. Played for the Georgia Bulldogs. He was a bad cat. But I had to go down there and see because Lamar County, I just suspected, was going to whip him. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. I went down there and I just started heckling him. You ask my boys, I was giving him a hard time. I mean, he was right out there on the field. I was, I was from here to Oren from him. He'd look over at me every once in a while and say, that boy's going to try to whip me. But I'd heckle him. I'd say, man, you can't make this tackle. You can't. And he'd make tackle after tackle after. He, he was running the ball. He was tackling. Offense, defense, never came off the field. But D, then one time, one time I thought we were done. He got hit where no boy wants to get hit. Now listen to me, listen to me. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. 
He went to the ground. Let me, now, you got to see this. You got to see this. He, he goes to the ground. Boom. Like this right here. Basically, almost crawls off the field. And I think, man, we got him now. Because without him, they can't do anything. I knew where he got hit. I said, he ain't going to be back. He went over to the sideline. And he threw up. Listen to me. Two plays later, he was on the field. You asked the boys, they were with me. Amy, were you with us? I stood up in the bleachers. He looked right at me. I said, yes, sir. I didn't say another word. I said, that's a man. Why? He showed me. He won a championship. He told his coach, he put on his Batman shoes. I've, I've seen the interview. Right before that game, he put on his Batman shoes. He said, well, he said, which one you want, your Superman shoes or your Batman cleats? He said, I want my Batman cleats. I'm going to save the city. He went out there and he did, man. He took it to us. And they won. And they won big against us. It was crazy. But let me tell you something, folks. This is, this is not meant to be easy. You want salvations? You want healing? You want your loved ones right? You want deliverance? You want all this? Oh, it's just going to be good. It's going to be happy clappy and cotton candy. No, it's not. It's going to be war. It's going to be war. And he, says, he tells us over and over again, this is not going to be easy for you. I promise it's not going to be easy. But let me promise you something, guys. Let me promise you something. I say this all the time, and it probably gets on people's nerves. Every one of us matters. Every one of us matters. Because guess what? When revival, finally, when revival finally hits our church, oh, there'll be some main players. There will be. There'll be some stars, D. Some superstars that were always there that were praying for revival, that are going over to the chapel before the service and praying, that were, that were coming in here and praying. There'll be some stars that were serving everywhere they could serve. They're serving everywhere they could serve. And they, listen, there'll be all those kind of people all around. They'll be all around. Listen, listen. But then guess what, guys? When we get the championship, when revival comes, we're all on the same team. We all get the same ring. Because, listen, whether it's Mountain View or the whole church of God, listen, when the revival comes, we're on the same team, and the championship is ours. Oh, folks, listen to me. It doesn't come. Look, I remember Dwight Eisenhower. He said, victory does not come at bargain prices. It doesn't come at bargain prices. Oh, here's another thing. Praising him when I'm down. Ain't supposed to be easy. The other day, I was, I was pretty upset. Came into work, Rex was upset. Chet was upset. Makes a good pastoring team, doesn't it? <laughs> Brother Keith was upset. That says a lot. Miss Barbara was not smiling. She was upset. Hey, here's the thing. I said, you know what I want to hear? Yeah, y'all won't know anything about this, but I said, you know what song I'd like to hear? I'd like to crank up my speaker and listen to Grandpa tell me about the good old days. Oh, I turned up the judge here at the church. And we listened to Grandpa tell me about the good old days. Oh, when people stayed together and all this good stuff. And it was, man, we listened to it. And I got to singing it. And Rex said, stop, stop. They don't sing it like that, man. Just stop. So we sang a duet. No, that didn't happen. Folks, listen to me. Listen to me. Sometimes when it's all going wrong, what did David do? He picked himself up in the Lord. 
He encouraged himself up in the Lord. Hey, listen, I was, I was going, everything's gone to pot, God. We're doomed. He said, what I do, die? I said, no, you didn't die. He said, then we got this under control. He said, but it's going to be hard work. It's going to take some pain. It's going to take some work. It's going to take you being tired. It's going to take bags under your eyes. It's going to take you studying longer. It's going to take you praying harder. It's going to take you doing all these things. Listen, when we look at this and we say, oh, oh, listen, God, I give you all the praise. It's not easy when you are suffering to lift up your hands and say, God, what did Job do? Job said, he giveth and he taketh away. Blessed be the name of my God. Oh, listen to me. I don't, I don't know how he did it. I'm just telling you. We're praising him in the midst of your storm, in the midst when everything is flying around you, as a tornado is rolling, and you see pieces of your own life flying around you, and you say, oh, you mean I've got to praise you in this? He said, that's exactly what you've got to do. Praise me, and I'll be there at your side. And it's going to be scary, but I'm right there. It's going to hurt, but I'm right there. That, 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 that scan, that surgery is going to be painful, but I'm right there. This country is going to have its ups and its downs, but I'm right there. You turn to me, oh, if you just turn to me and give me praise. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The next thing is this. And I won't stay long on this one. This could be its own sermon. But raising godly children isn't supposed to be easy. Raising, raising children is about like folding a fitted sheet. I got no clue how to do it. I just, it's a mess. Raising toddlers, I, I, our little grandbaby isn't a toddler yet. But I'm just telling you, raising toddlers, I remember raising our own. Hey, raising toddlers is like trying to, trying to use a blender with no top on it. It's just everywhere. But raising Raising godly children that believe. I, you know when I pray over our little Willow Rose, she's my granddaughter. And Amy and I will be praying over her and, and I'm just praying because I'm just hoping. I know she's going to be exposed to so much in this world, D. But I pray that he'll protect her. Like a special protection, Randy. A spe, not a not, 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 special protection. Little boy was on the witness stand in a major case. He was a little boy, eight years old. The lawyer got up and said, well, listen here, boy. He said, uh, did your daddy tell you how to testify? He said, yes, sir. Lawyer thought he had him caught. He said, well, how did your daddy tell you to testify? He said, well, daddy told me this. Daddy said the lawyers were going to try to trick me. So if I just told the truth, I could tell it over and over and over again. Oh, so let me tell you something. We have a responsibility. We got 40 kids back there. Well, Sunday morning, Pastor Steve singing songs with them, Olivia, Carter, all them singing songs with them, Jericho, all them. They're singing songs with us, teaching them songs. And they're coming up here, and they're singing about Jesus, and everybody claps. But then they go home. I, I don't know a single home like this. I'm just saying. And they're exposed to so much. 
It's not, it's, not, it's not good for just one day a week. Oh, we weren't perfect parents. We weren't perfect parents. But then they go home and they, it, it's hard. It ain't supposed to be easy. You're, 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 you've got another human being. Hey, the nurse just walks up and says, hey, you good with this? They just hand you the baby. You good with this? Take off. I, I got a human being in my hand. And it's pooping black tar. I don't even know why. What is this stuff? It ain't supposed to be doing this. This is a, a defective baby. <laughs> come back. Come back. Don't leave me with the baby. Folks, <laughs> oh, listen to me. We got to be a godly church. Let me tell you something. You want to know how to die? Stop caring about the children. You want to know how just to die? Hey, the other day, I think it was Brother Wiley and I were talking about it the other day. Hey, we were walking through the church. I said, I said, Brother Wiley, I said, uh, you know what's pretty cool? I said, to hear all those thump, 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 thumps upstairs. We were going down through the old gym, and all you heard was this right here. When I first came to Mountain View, listen to me. When I first came to Mountain View, I knew I wanted to be here. You can ask Amy, I told her this. I said, I want to go there. She said, why? I said, because there are marks on the wall. I said, because there are marks on the wall. It's not so sacred that the kids can't go by and just bump into it. Horse around a little bit and not be, not be irreverent, but just horse around a little bit. I said, look, there's marks on the floor. Look at that, look at that, look at that. Look, the kids have been here. The kids have been here. Hey, and you go in there and there were color crayons everywhere. And there, listen, it, it was trying to be straightened up, but it had its own little thing, you know? And you were like, that's where I gotta be. And look, 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 I, I can't tell you how many people have come and been members of our church, want to help us with an Easter play. And they go to help us with the Easter play and they say, you can screw into that? You can put a screw in that? I said, yeah, man, let's bust it up. Let's go. But it's for his glory, not to be irreverent and tear up his place, but that you can do things and you can, you can build things and you can dream and all that. Oh, folks, listen to me. These children, it's not going to be easy. We're going to need teachers and we're going to need people to help them. We're going to be people, look, not even, even times when you don't want to, we need people that'll help them. Oh, what, filling up the pews ain't easy either. And it ain't about how many people's in there. It's about how much God's in those people. Because I promise you, if you want to see people saved, we'll see people here who are unsaved. You can talk trash all you want to, talking about football. Those guys will get on the other side of the line. They'll talk about each other's mama. They'll talk about each other. They'll try to get in their head. They'll do everything they can to get the upper hand. They'll do everything they can to get the upper hand. And they're, they're going to talk. And listen, all of us can say stuff. But you know what these guys know? Unless you back it up, they've got you. If all you are is this right here, it doesn't matter. Oh, we want to see people saved. Not a soul in here is an unbeliever. Guilty as charged. Filling up the pews ain't easy. And we're running out of time. Heard a story not too long ago. An eagle saw a carcass on a slab of ice. 
And that eagle started going down and it said, man, I got this. And it got down on that slab of ice and it started eating that carcass. And what it knew is if it starts to go over that waterfall, that all it has to do is as soon as it starts to go over the waterfall, this is just instinct for the eagle. As soon as it goes over, all it's got to do is fly off. So it begins to eat that carcass. Doesn't pay a bit of attention to that waterfall. What he doesn't realize is his talons are sinking into the ice. And when he finally gets there, he goes to fly off like this and can't go anywhere. It's too late. And he sinks into the water below. Right now, what the church is doing is slowly going to that waterfall. And for those saints who've done their best, not not done their best in the fact of salvation, but have tried to find those unbelievers, they're going to be able to fly on all, folks. But there's an awful lot of people who have the talons in the ice that we got to get loose. We've got to go and help them. They don't see it coming, Steve. They don't see it, Mark. They, they, they don't see it. They don't see it. They don't see it coming. They're just like, listen, any moment, I'll be good. I'll wait till the last minute. I'll be on my deathbed. I'll wait till then. Folks, I promise you, I promise you, if you want to see them saved, you can tell me all you want to until your actions back up with your words. I want to see people saved until you bring people who do not know Jesus, who they can hear the gospel, or until you give them the gospel so that they can be saved. It's all trash talk. And nobody believes it. Next thing. Defending freedom is not supposed to be easy. Folks, this could be its own sermon, so I'm going to be very quick. I'm going to be very quick. You're talking an awful lot about illegal immigration. I believe the Democrats, what they're going to do is they're going to make 20 million illegals legal. Let, let me say this about this. I, the Republican-Democrat thing, let me, let, me tell you, let me tell you something. We got to have a Senate that can stop them. Amen. No, no, but listen to it. Listen to it. I'm serious. serious. I wonder how many of you gave to a political campaign. You say, well, they got all this money. No, 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 no. I wonder how many of you took $5 and sent to a campaign. I wonder how many took $5 and sent to, there's two of them right now. We're talking about the country is in the balance. It's, it's headed toward the waterfall. How many of you going to send $5 to the candidate you want to win? How many of you going to give anything? Let me be quick about this. You know what I realize about America? When legal immigrants come, this is what they do. I remember the first time I got, went to Disney World. And I looked out, I was a little kid. I remember looking out going, wow. A legal immigrant coming here, they look at America and they go, wow. Illegal, I'm not saying all of them, but most of them want to come and get something. You know what? You know what a legal immigrant will do? They'll say, at minimum wage, you give me a job at minimum wage, I'll take a job at minimum wage. Can I have two of those, please? Can I have two of those? I'll take two jobs at minimum wage. And what I'm going to do with one job, one job is I'm going to put it to the side. I'm going to live off this one right here. I'm going to do my best if we have to live off ramen noodles forever. I'll live off ramen noodles. Hey, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a little bit of this money and I'm going to invest it over here. Oh, and my son needs to go to college. We're going to put a little bit over here. You know what? I might do three jobs. Let's do three jobs. America has all these jobs. Oh, I'm to get another job let me tell you something this is still america folks and defending freedom is not easy so folks whatever you do fight not 
not with your guns. Hopefully not with your guns. Hopefully not with our fists. Get on your knees, God. We thank you so much for all that you've given us. But we've let Hollywood spend all their money. They keep pumping money in here. Oh, thank God for Hollywood. They brought all kinds of jobs into Georgia. They have ruined us. They have ruined us. Following Jesus, this is my last point. Following Jesus ain't supposed to be easy. Following Jesus ain't supposed to be easy. Let me tell you something. I, I love it. I love it how folks that say, listen, I, I'm going to follow Jesus. No, 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 friend. You, you want Jesus to follow you. I got this plan over here. I got this plan. Jesus, come on. Come on. Let me show you what we're playing is. Come on. We got this over here. He says, listen. He says, I want you to deny yourself. Folks, that's the hardest thing in the world. It's not my will, but yours, Lord. It's not my will, but yours. You say, God, I hear so many people say, God would never want me to go through this. Why not? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he want you a battle warrior ready person? Why wouldn't he want you ready for the battle? Why wouldn't he want you ready for that? Oh my goodness, listen to me. Listen to me. A young lady, do you know how hard it is I, I, when, I'm pray, when I'm praying for Keith, I need some room. <laughs> when I'm praying for Keith, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Deny, deny, deny what I want and, and, and take up my cross. Listen, listen, if you're going to follow Jesus, you better look awfully good on wood. You better look awfully good on wood. You better, that better be your thing. Listen, we're not talking about a fuzzy little pillow cross. Take up your cross. So what if it's not going your way? So what? Follow him. He says, take up your cross and follow me. You want to see revival? You want to see people saved? You want to see people healed? You want to see people go through hard times and make it through? Oh, the young lady. Oh, the young lady. I read this story, broke my heart. And here's where I close. She, she, was, she was five months pregnant. She came in with her boyfriend to a church. She was five months pregnant. She was going with her boyfriend to a church, and they didn't know Jesus. They were unbelievers. They just thought, hey, we're supposed to be in church. And she was five months pregnant. She stayed there for like four months. So it's time to deliver the baby. But in delivering the baby, in delivering the baby, the baby took in some of its own fecal matter. There's a certain word for the, for the condition. I'm sure our nurses know it. But the baby died. The pastor said, I didn't even know what to do. I didn't even know what to say. He said, I was so heartbroken. I didn't even know what, I didn't even, he said, for three days, I just, I called him a little bit and that kind of thing. He said, I didn't even know what to do. Finally, this lady, she went to a card store. She says, I'm going to get him a card. She goes in and she looks at the owner of this, this card store, this bookstore and card store. And she says, I need a card for this specific thing. This is what happened. The lady that owns the place, her, her face turns red and she gets flustered. And she just walks off. The person buying the card thinks, what in the world just happened? What, what in the world just happened? Finally, that owner came back, had a card and said, that exact same thing happened to me. And if I'd gotten a card, I would have wanted this one. She handed a card to her in tears. They sent that card to that girl. And finally, that girl came back to church and said, she was so thankful for that card. It, it, it said exactly what it ought to say. And within just a few months, she was married to that boy, and they got saved. 
What you're going through now is meant for somebody else. When Chris gets cancer, it's meant for him to talk to somebody else who has cancer. Right now in our church, many of you know, Ashley Thompson lost her five-month-old in the womb. She lost a child stillborn just a couple of years ago. I wonder if there's somebody that could just reach out, who's been through something similar, could just love on her. People who are going through tests, people who are going through pain, people who are going through disease, people who are going through tests, it's your job to love on them. It ain't going to be easy. Here's what I believe as our musicians are coming. This is what I believe. I say it all the time, and I don't doubt it, and it ain't trash talk. Revival's coming. But I wonder who's ready with me. I wonder who's ready for the pain. I wonder who's ready to pay the price. I wonder who's ready to get on their knees. I wonder who's ready to pray, not just for your country, for your family and for this church. I wonder who's ready. Oh, it was good to see the choir. But folks, we got a long way to go, folks. I'm just telling you, I wonder who's ready to fight this fight and to know it's not going to be easy. Your miracle is not going to be easy. You're going to have to fight and you're going to have to get on your knees and it's going to skin you up and it's going to leave scars and it's going to hurt you and you're not going to know what to do. And sometimes you're going to run. Sometimes you're going to hide. But folks, we got to be warriors. Who is ready to have revival come? Because I promise you, revival is never supposed to be easy. Lord Jesus, we love you and praise you and thank you, Lord, for all that you do. I pray, God, that you will motivate these people, God. Motivate me, God, to be the man I need to be. Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you bless us, that you send revival to our church, that unbelievers will come in droves, that they'll hear the gospel, that they'll be saved, that children will come, adults will come, elderly will come, people will come to be healed, people will come to be saved. God, we pray for this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. As we stand and sing, I wonder who'll come and commit their life to doing this very thing. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.